Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with The Bleeding. The Bleeding has released their third full-length album, Monocrater. If you're looking for driving music and powerful lyrics, look no more. The Bleeding has a fix for you, and here is my interview with The Bleeding. Hello, my friend. Hello, how are you? Great, how are you? I'm well, I'm well, thanks. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Hey, there. Oh, so thank you. And there's Mr. Tessos. Yeah. I wanted to thank you guys for taking time to speak with me. It's been 10 years, is that correct? Pretty much, yeah. Happy 10th anniversary. Are there any plans for celebration? <laughs> We want to do a few things um, uh, potentially um, in regards to uh, re-releasing some stuff um, and obviously shows, but uh, we're still working on that. I wanted to ask you, how was the recording process for the new album? Gosh, yeah. Uh, How was it? Um, uh, you know, for my part, because, uh, we, we were, well, do you want to handle this one, Tessus? Cause I could uh, waffle for a while. Yeah. Well, this, this is our third full length album and, um, recording is a learning process, uh, in terms of how you organize your time and what you do to prepare and, uh, how how you, you you get yourself to a state where you're happy with the recording and the mix and all of that. So um, all the previous experiences we've had, we used in order to um, come up with a way to record that wouldn't burn us out completely uh, and also get the best performances out of everyone. Um, and we did that by preparing at the pre-prod stage, um, figuring out what works, what doesn't, and keeping those things and not change them later on because we tend to go in the studio and redo things and and reconsider stuff. But this time around, we we had a pretty solid plan when it it came to the structures of the songs and what Mm. we wanted. The only thing we let a little bit open uh, was uh, Germ's vocals, and uh, we wanted to see um, if we uh, were happy uh, as a, with the final result. Um, and in some cases, we had to, to revisit stuff when we got a feeling, yeah, we can add this here or add some extra backing vocals there. Um, I don't know, maybe Germ could talk about this side of things. Yeah, for me, I think uh, if you if you produce something that's very very high quality, then there's this ruthless and exacting process that goes on, uh, much like the music, I suppose. Uh, and you've got to just keep coming back and back and back uh, until you know you've delivered the absolute pinnacle of uh, you know in terms of the content, in terms of the. Um, maybe the theatricality of it and obviously just the brutal delivery. So uh, there was a lot of 
I remember hearing somebody talk about creativity once and, and just saying that you've got to just be continually dissatisfied with what you're producing. And you just, however many iterations of dissatisfaction you go through, it gets harder and harder with each iteration, but the quality goes up by orders of magnitude. So if you can sure. force yourself to get through one more round of, oh, I just spent, you know, a long, long time and I really reach deep within myself for this stuff. And can I actually, can I bring myself to do that again and try and come up with something? I think I was just saying, you know, however many iterations you can bring yourself to put yourself through, uh, yes. you know, the, quali the quality just keeps going up. But at some point you hit a brick wall and you just, you know, every fiber of your being is like, I just don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and sure. got, that's generally the sign that you need to do one more iteration or maybe two. <laughs> I wanted to ask about the song throws of repulsion that's my favorite track on the album oh wow cool great uh wow okay so uh that's, that's yeah an interesting one uh um if if i may start with that one um Go for it. i i remember we had like, this was the most the the, the track that got constructed out of jamming the most. Uh, so I was with a drummer at the studio and we were uh, playing like for an hour over and over and over. And, the, and, and I was recording the whole session. So when I listened back to it, I realized I played some stuff that I didn't even realize that uh, I, I did play and that really enhanced the final track. Um, also, it was, I would, I, would get, I would have to guess that it was uh, Germ's probably most um, uh, elaborate effort because we went, we kept going back to it to refine what the vocal delivery should be uh, because I had a pretty good idea of what the style of the track should be, and John pretty much nailed it from the start, but there were certain details that I wanted to go back. And, and what's really magic about this, magical rather, about this track is that at the end, just by shifting around certain lines, we ended up having the final track as is now without having John to rewrite any of his lyrics. It's just like, it was quite an interesting process. Uh, I don't see this happening very often, but um, it, it, it was quite cool to, to create a track like that. First of all, starting with by, by jamming things. And secondly, once we had the, the basic foundation of the track, uh, refining the vocal lines. And uh, Jerm does this crazy scream after the solo, which I think adds a lot to the atmosphere. Absolutely. I think it's an absolute killer track. And uh, upon listening to the album, it was definitely a standout. That to me and the title track as well. Cool. Yeah, great. Thank you. I mean, uh, yeah, I felt like that last track really sealed the album uh, in, a, in a way that I couldn't have predicted. You know, when I listen to it now, I feel like it's the perfect track to end the album. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, that's the sort of thing when you're in the uh, songwriting process, you know, you can't predict. I mean, maybe there are some people who, who, who can. Maybe you're one of them. Tells us. I don't know what your writing process was for that track uh, entirely. But, 
you know, sometimes things just happen organically. And I feel like that happened a lot on this album. Things just fell into place. And, uh, you know, that's one of those magical things. You can't, uh, you can't conjure it up. You can't buy it. It just has to happen. And I also wanted to ask you, what track was the hardest for you to lay down? Mm, okay, well, you want to go first because it, it's, it's very different for, for you and me here, Taz. I, th I think uh, Screams of Torment uh, was the most laborious one um, just because um, of, you know, it was hard to find the right balance between uh, going from one change to the next and it was quite a lot of back and forth so i think that one was probably the trickiest one to get right um everything else was pretty easy to come up with um that one and obviously um uh, on wings of tribulation because of what I mentioned earlier. But I think Screams of Torment was the toughest one. Mm, yeah, we did do a lot of back, of back and forth about the vocals on that one, as I recall. Just getting the tone right. Yeah, it was that bridge. Um, uh, we kept uh, rewriting it until uh, we got it just right. And, and uh, the final result came up with these sick vocals. And I think it adds a lot to the track. Now I'm quite happy. It's the first, let me just say one general thing. It's the first time I'm really happy with an album. Usually whenever we release something a uh, week after I go back to it and listen to it, I go, oh, I wish we'd done this differently, did that thing differently. But this time around, I'm pretty, pretty happy with everything. Hmm. Yeah, and I think you should be because upon listening to the album, I find it, uh, very strong, not only as performance, but I think the mix of this album is spot on. Glad Thank you for saying it. so. Yeah, yeah, we we agree. <laughs> I wanted to ask you uh, if you could speak on the album artwork and the artist that was involved in it. Yeah, um, so... Um, this time around, uh, I let me put it this way: I, uh, we didn't want to take any chances. Really, we wanted to get someone, an illustrator, um, who could create a piece of artwork that made a statement and gave you an idea of what to expect. And the idea is that this time around we're not joking about. This is <laughs> for real. This is, we mean it 100% that the name of the band, The Bleeding, is not a metaphorical one, is not an emo uh, bleeding in that sense. It's actual massacre in a musical sense. Uh, and we wanted a cover that has that sort of like um, classic feel to it. Um, so um, we found Juanjo Castellano, uh, who is a very experienced artist. He's done work with major bands. And um, what worked really well was that um, 
we kept feeding him ideas and he pretty much incorporated all of them and he had a pretty good idea of how to start this. After some initial mock-ups, we ended up with the right angle, the right sort of uh, concept. Um, and I, I, I think it is one of his best pieces of uh, art uh, for that particular artist. And I, I, I think we couldn't have asked for, for anything better. Really. Yeah, he 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 said as much himself. I think on his Twitter that it was one of his favorite. I think uh, of all of his art that he'd done. So uh, yeah, so again, it's one of those things when all of the stars align and uh, it's meant to be. Then uh, you get the result you want. And if it's not meant to be, you can bang your head against the wall, you know, and uh, nothing works. But this time it was it was pretty smooth sailing. I would say on, in that front. I think it was like very small amounts of feedback for him he got it pretty much dead on correct and what can fans look for next well we are looking at um playing in different places this time around you know not a lot of people have seen us live uh, and we want to address that. So we, we're working with um, um, uh, different teams this time around, trying to come up with something that works for all of us. Um, so that is the next priority, um, sorting out shows and uh, getting ourselves seen by people who haven't seen us yet. I think it's too early to talk about what we'll do next in terms of the next recording. Um, there are all sorts of ideas, but uh, we want the dust to settle first and, and uh, we want to absorb all the feedback and get an idea of, of where we are at the moment as a band and where we want to go next. And I wanted to ask you, 10 years of the business, I wanted to ask you if you could give me a band history lesson. How did it all start? And how did you guys originally form? Well, I, I give you the, the beginning and then John can uh, pick it up from there. Basically, um, it all started off as a studio project uh, with myself, uh, Themis K from um, Acid Death, and uh, Jeff Worth from Iniquitous uh, uh, is a guy from Texas. Uh, and uh, we worked together uh, on the first EP, um, which came out pretty good, I've got to say. Um, things could have been done better in terms of uh, distribution and um, getting ourselves on the map. Uh, I think that is the weakest point of that release. Um, but after that, um, I realized that, you know, this could develop into a, 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 a gigging band. And unfortunately, um, since I was, I was the founder, I was the guy who was moving everything along I, I wanted to build a band here in London. Um, so unfortunately, I had to say goodbye to my good friends, Jeff and Themis. Um, 
and start a new band here. And that's when I started talking to Germ. Um, you know, we were friends uh, before that anyway, and we were talking about what we wanted to do and we explained my vision to Germ and he would um, respond to that. And that's how we kick off, we kicked off uh, Mark II of leading. Uh, I don't know if you want to pick it up from here. Yeah, I think uh, Tassus and I were friends and we would go to gigs and uh, I think it's in our nature to be uh, critical. So, uh, you know, we're, we're critical people. We're critical of ourselves. We're critical of other people. And uh, that's a double-edged sword because obviously it helps you to create me, uh, you know, w works of art that are meaningful. Mm. But at the same time, it can be very destructive and uh, you can end up, you know, just hating everything. And uh, so we had to sort of ride that fine line of, uh, you know, knowing that we wanted to do something really just that was going to just destroy everything uh, and try not to get destroyed ourselves in the process. Mm. So, uh, you know, I, I'd say uh, it's been great having Tassus, uh, you know, pushing things forward and uh, and uh, I, I think if he hadn't uh, if I hadn't met him I don't know where I would be right now but uh, I definitely you know I might not even be doing uh, doing this kind of thing at all so yeah we we it's been a journey you know when you've been doing it this long and uh, we I think back fondly on those days of because at one point we were we were attending a lot of gigs and uh, really creatively sort of trying to find our sound I suppose and mm. it's taken us a while and uh, we made some mistakes along the way but as time has gone on and we've stuck to it uh, we've grown as musicians and as people and uh, the latest album is a product of all of that growth so it's been a it's been a journey I'm, I'm honored to have been on it with you Mr. T. Thank you same here. And on them lines, I wanted to ask you each if you could speak on your musical development and at what age did you begin? Yeah, I've got to go shortly, so I'll dive into that one and then I'll, uh, I'll sign off, I think. Um, so I had a, uh, a really, I was very fortunate to have an incredible musical education and uh, I had some really inspirational teachers. Uh, I actually began as a guitarist uh well actually if you go back far enough i was a singer first uh but for the most part i've been a guitarist all my life and uh yeah and um i just always had a passion for for music and uh, of all kinds actually uh not specifically any genre but just uh, as life progressed found myself more drawn to darker music and uh Oh, there's, there's, uh, there's a lot of time to try and compress into a few minutes here, but uh, I think it's important you know, to state that you, you, you are the most musically educated of all of us, and you do have a degree in music. I would, I would, I would definitely mention that. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that's true. I mean, uh, I, I will not be uh, sort of forced into any box when it comes to music. Uh, I like what I like. I don't like what I don't like, but I, I like to bring influence from 
from everything into the music, mm. I suppose. And, and maybe that's what makes it interesting. I know, I remember somebody, I can't remember who was saying, you know, if you want to write interesting music, you cannot just sit around listening to the genre of your choice over sure. and over and over because you're just going to spew out a derivative of that. So, and actually that reminds me of uh, when we were trying to really get inspired, we were thinking, you know, who are the most important uh, artists in this genre, uh, in all of these genres? Who, who are the real groundbreakers? Not people just reproducing, but who, what's the essence of it all? And, mm -hmm. um, you know, trying to mine, the, mine for that gold. <laughs> uh, so uh, on that note, uh, I'll thank you for the interview uh, and taking the time out to interview us and I will sign off. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. It's my pleasure and uh, enjoy the music and uh, thanks again. See you. See you. <laughs> And could you speak of your musical journey, my friend? Yeah, uh, I mean, I was always interested in the creative side of music, not so much in the performance side of it. Um, my parents um, got me to study music from early on, uh, but I was mainly interested in creating. We had like this old... Um, electric organ and it had uh, a drum machine that was included and had ways to make cool sounds and, and I was more interested in, in the creative aspect of that creating um, sonic landscapes and um, um, I was quite early on involved with music and computers how to to merge it to how, how, how to get computers to help create stuff that were not possible uh, to do in a traditional way. Uh, and after all of that, um, I ended up um, being fully absorbed by uh, extreme metal in the early 90s, listening to bands like Cannibal Corpse and also the second wave of black metal. Um, and at the same time, being really interested in um, um, guitar shredders like Ingvay Malmsteen, Vinny Moore, and Tony McAlpine, uh, all of these guys, I was really drawn to that. I, th I thought it was a heroic aspect to being able to play like that. And, uh, and, and, and I'm really into my uh, musical heroes, even people like Gary Moore, um, uh, and obviously uh, um, a huge love for Slayer um, and uh, Death, Morbid Angel, all of these guys. I thought um, that I, 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 they provided the sort of soundtrack um, that I wanted to be part of from the creative angle. Um, yeah, and um, that got me involved in playing in bands. And it was really tough. That, that's the last thing I want to mention about all that. You know, learning to play neoclassical in the neoclassical uh, lead guitar style um, uh, and finding ways to merge it uh, with the extreme metal side of things was tricky at first because I would end up 
writing stuff more melodically than they should be and you can hear some of that in the first ep and it's in a, a bit also on rights of absolution uh but i found ways to detach this a sense the 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 the, the um, New classical guitar is attached to certain to certain musical sensibilities, um, uh, but I think there are ways to merge it uh, with really extreme music, and that was the challenge for me to get that to sound as powerful as the rhythm guitar part. And I I'm quite pleased with the results of the last few releases. Yeah. And I also wanted to ask you along that musical journey, what do you feel has been the best advice that has been given to you along the way? Oh, interesting. Well, I can't think of anything too profound at the moment. So I'll give you the first advice I got and I've been following ever since. Um, uh, when um, in the early 2000s I was recording um, our first demo, not with The Bleeding, with another band called Snakeskin, um, I wanted to add some keyboards to certain parts to, to enhance uh, the harmonies. And the producer told me, you know, the easiest way to ruin uh, metal recording is to add keyboards to it and uh, that was a very true statement and uh, I've been avoiding that ever since. And it's been 10 years. I wanted to ask you along these 10 years, what has been your proudest moment as an artist? Well, I think I would see now is that moment um, getting the new album published by Redefining Darkness Records, getting it out on vinyl, um, seeing the amazing positive responses from, you know, I would say globally, um, mm -hmm. and, 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 and please, um, uh, you should know that we don't take any of that for granted. We, we listen to all of that in a humble uh, way because um, we know that we've earned it, but we know also how things could turn if we don't pay attention to everything around us. So I would say now, is the proudest moment getting that record out after 10 years and seeing the love of the people and the fans and how everyone's embracing this release i would say now it is that moment and i wanted to ask you as well in in reference to the 10 years what do you feel is the key to longevity in the business um that's a very good question I would say uh, keep the band busy. Um, you know, the, the, if you're a leader of a band, um, you should be cautious of, of the band being in idle mode. Uh, you should always come up with a project or a tour or something that keeps everyone working on stuff.
and try to keep people happy as well. Just like try to understand what it is that uh, everyone wants to do and, and, and how to, how, how band members feel physically fulfilled and also try not to screw anyone over, be nice to your fans, uh, be respect, respectful, be nice to other bands as well. Um, you know, when you, when you put on a bill with other bands, be respectful to all of them, uh, support the scene. Um, that's how you stay uh, on the scene and, and understand that your own ego uh, doesn't matter that much. Um, it what matters is the final result and how people perceive you. So you should be um, mindful about everything. And uh, when you're not uh, working with music, do you have any hobbies that you enjoy in your spare time? Well, movies, definitely horror movies. Uh, try to catch up with everything that's um, horror-related and also horror literature. Um, I've been building, I've got quite a few albums, but I guess that's music also. And video games. Um, play video games, buy all the new ones that um, you think you like and keep up with that. I think that's that's important to have fun also. Just uh, I just want to make that point. Don't forget to have fun. Yes. And uh, what's the best way to get merchandise and a physical copy from the band? Well, at the moment, um, redefining darkness. Um, fulfills all orders for um, uh, North America and Europe, uh, including all the new uh, merch from uh, the new album. Um, if you want to get stuff from before um, the ratio of morbid prophecy deluxe, which also came out through Redefining Darkness, um, go over to our band camp it's the bleeding one word dot bandcamp dot com and you'll find merch and, and albums you can buy from us, physical copies and also digital as well. And lastly, I wanted to ask you if you could give a message to your fans, what would that message be? Thanks. Thanks for the support. Um, we, do our best not to fail you. And we've been working hard on shaping the band in its in, in being its best representation. Um, um, we respect everyone's time and energy they put towards supporting our band. And we're very grateful uh, for everyone who listens and supports the bleeding. And I'd like to take a moment to thank you for creating your best album, I feel, to date. I think feel that this album not only sonically is your best, but I believe that it shows the best unity on album as a representative of the band as a whole. 
I think uh, you guys are on an amazing track. And once I heard this album, I knew I wanted to speak to you right away because I personally can't quit listening. That's amazing. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that. Thank you. Well, thank you, my friend. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank, All you. Right, thank a, you for today. Thank you. It is a pleasure. And cheers. Cheers. Bye. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.